Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener this Friday, June 23rd, 2023. And who says this offseason is lacking news? Oh boy, do I have a lot to get into today. The Vikings are just 79 days away from their week one season opener. And let's get going. We're going to start off with a Viking stock market report. This one from Alec Lewis over at the Athletic. Viking stock report who rose and fell during the OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Alec writes some great pieces over there. And if you have the little bit of pocket change... The change that you found in your couch, I would go subscribe. But I'll summarize this one. The Minnesota Vikings have had an interesting offseason with multiple players moving into new roles. The Athletic provides a report on which player stock has risen and fallen during OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Among those players whose stock is up, safety Josh Metellus, who played more 11-on-11 snaps with the presumed number ones than any other Vikings player who did not start last season. Wide receiver Jalen Naylor, who has impressed with his precise routes and timing. Defensive coordinator Brian Flores, who has introduced a new aggressive, I love that word, describing it, defense that has players moving all over the field. Tight end Josh Oliver, who impressed as a pass catcher and adds offensive creativity in the red zone. Cornerback Makai Blackman, who has shown confidence and skill as a blitzer. And we expect more blitzes coming from that aggressive Flores defense. Linebacker Jordan Hicks, who has looked faster and will step into a major leadership role with the locker room and the team. And wide receiver K.J. Osborne, who has served as a sounding board for rookie Jordan Addison and filled in admirably for Justin Jefferson. And as we all know, Justin was away, except for the mandatory minicamp, working on promotions. On the other hand, defensive tackle Ross Blacklock's stock is down due to his poor performance last season and his absence from spring workouts, making it unlikely that he will 
make the 53-man roster. Alec also reports that cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. did not stand out during spring workouts, but he has multiple chances to turn the tide on his projection come training camp. Tight end Nick Muse's spot on the list is mostly due to the roster, as it is hard to find a spot for him on the Vikings' current tight end lineup. Tight end room is awfully full with some talented tight ends. Wide receiver Jalen Rager has not seemed to factor into the first team's offensive reps as much as other wide receivers, but training camp will indicate whether he will stick with the team or not. Overall, it is interesting to see how the players' stocks rise and fall during the offseason and how it will affect their chances to make the team. And we can't wait for training camp. More on training camp later. In the next story, Athlon Betting sets odds, or at least reporting the odds, of your Minnesota Vikings playoffs and 2024 Super Bowl chances. The Minnesota Vikings are a professional American football team that plays in the NFL. All of you know that, I know, but this is also spread out to a wider audience around the world. The current odds of winning the Super Bowl are plus 3,500 for the Vikings, making them the 14th most likely team to win it. The Vikings also have a plus 100 odds of making the playoffs and a plus 250 odds to defend the NFC North. And if you're curious how the plus odds work, is if you bet $100 on them making the playoffs and it's at plus 100, you win $100. And if it's 250 to defend the North, you will win 250 etc. So, if you bet on them to win the Super Bowl, you will win $3,500. I'd like to see the folks that are putting in that ticket, and let's hope they get paid. Last season, the team went 13-4, and was ranked 8th in the NFL in points per game, averaging 24.9 points. However, their defense ranked 28th for points allowed per game with an average of 25.1. Let's see if the offense can get up to 30 points per game and the defense down to 20. We do that and the Vikings will be doing awfully well. Key players on the team include quarterback Kirk Cousins, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, and defensive end Daniil Hunter. Cousins threw for 4,547 yards and 29 touchdowns last season, while Jefferson had 1,809 yards receiving and eight touchdowns. Hunter contributed to the 10.5 sacks and 65 tackles. That all being misused under the Ed Donatel system. Despite the odds in the rankings, 
The Vikings are a team with potential and talented players. Fans and bettors alike should consider these factors when deciding to wager on the team's success. The next story comes from our very own Tyler Fornis. Bold Vikings Predictions on Purple Access Yesterday, the latest episode of Purple Access, hosted by Declan Goff and Vikings Wire's Tyler Fornis and Judd Zolgad, was featured on Score North podcast feed and YouTube feed, featuring bold predictions of the upcoming season for the Minnesota Vikings. Among them, Josh Oliver is expected to become a standout player. Let's hope so. Brian Flores is anticipated to lead a defensive resurgence. We're banking on it. And Greg Joseph is predicted to be a reliable kicker. That one was from Declan himself and May his words go straight to Odin's ears. Also, there was a bold prediction of the safeties are going to be expected to make an impact getting to the quarterback, that they're going to have quite a few sacks. Let's hope so. These predictions offer insight into what fans can expect from the Vikings in the upcoming 2023 NFL season, adding to the excitement surrounding the team's performance. Sticking over at Vikings Wire, one of my favorite writers over the decades, Mr. Judd Zolgad, has Zolgad's four and out on the Vikings to-do list should include retiring Randy Moss's number and a statue of Bud. In the article... Judd argues that the Minnesota Vikings should honor three of their most impactful figures. Randy Moss, Jim Marshall, and Bud Grant. Firstly, Zolgad suggests that the Vikings should retire Moss's number 84. Moss was a standout player who made significant contributions to the franchise and the NFL as a whole. Despite being inducted into the Vikings' ring of honor and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Moss's number continues to be issued to different players. Zolgad believes that this is a disservice to his legacy. I tend to agree agree with Judd on this one. Randy Moss changed the game, how it was played. Secondly, Judd advocates for Jim Marshall's induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Marshall was a defensive end for the Vikings, who had an impressive 282 consecutive games started, which was an NFL record at the time. He was a part of the Vikings' Purple People Eaters defensive line and had 128, I repeat, 128 sacks, which is second only to his former teammate Carl Eller. Despite this impressive career, Marshall has been snubbed by the Hall of Fame Seniors Committee and has not been included. Judd, as well as I, believe this is a huge mistake. Lastly, Zolgad suggests that the Vikings should erect a statue of Bud Grant outside of U.S. Bank Stadium. 
Grant was a Hall of Fame coach who led the Vikings to four Super Bowls. He had a great impact on the Minnesota Vikings sports and beyond, not just football, but across the board. Having also played basketball and baseball for the University of Minnesota Gophers and the Minneapolis Lakers. He was a great sportsman, loved it in Minnesota, but he's already been honored with a statue in Winnipeg, where he coached the Blue Bombers in the Canadian Football League. But Zolgad believes that he deserves a statue in Minnesota as well. I concur, Judd. I'll even help design it if anybody wants that. Overall, Judd argues that the Vikings should honor these three figures who have left an indelible mark on the team and the NFL by retiring Moss's jersey number, inducting Marshall into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and erecting a statue of Bud Grant at U.S. Bank Stadium. The Vikings can pay tribute to these legends and show their appreciation for their contributions to the franchise and to the NFL as a whole. Now on to some educated speculation by Kevin Fielder over at the Vikings Wire. How should the Vikings approach T.J. Hawkinson's extension? The Minnesota Vikings face critical decision regarding T.J. Hawkinson's future. Hawkinson is entering a contract season and will likely seek to be paid as one of the league's best tight ends. The Vikings cannot let him walk into free agency as they traded a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick to the Detroit Lions for him at last season's trade deadline. Instead, the team must consider a long-term contract extension for Hawkinson, which will involve discussions on how to approach such a move and the cap implications for the extension. Despite Hawkinson's career low per target with the Vikings, he was incredibly productive in the offense, tallying 519 yards on 60 receptions in 10 games. If these numbers were averaged over a 17-game stretch, Hawkinson would have had an impressive 882-yard season with 102 receptions. Additionally, Hawkinson fits well with the Vikings' offense as a secondary target, and the team can use him to attack short areas on the field while Justin Jefferson attacks the intermediate parts. However, the Vikings have other priorities to consider. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson will be the priority, as he is one of the league's best offensive players and has just two years left on his contract. Offensive tackle Christian Derrissaw and edge runner rusher Daniil Hunter will likely see extensions as well. And there is the ever-looming Kirk Cousins extension waiting in the wings. The Vikings must balance these priorities with, with a Hawkinson extension. Can they? In conclusion, the Vikings must make a critical decision regarding Hawkinson's future. They must consider a long-term contract extension for him, but that will involve discussions on how to approach such a move and the cap 
implications from that extension. The Vikings must also balance the priority to other key extensions like those for Justin Jefferson, Christian Derisaw, Daniil Hunter, and even possibly Kirk Cousins. Well, that's what Rob Brzezinski's for. Make it happen there, Rob. Make it happen. At this point, I need more coffee. As usual, yes, Dave, you do drink a lot of coffee. I will go refill it, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And now let's trip over to the Daily Norseman. A Twice has an article out called Building the Vikings Defense. What can we expect this season? The Minnesota Vikings had a difficult 2022 season, especially on the defense. The team allowed an average of 431 total yards per game with 142 yards rushing and just under 290 yards passing while giving up 25 points per game. To address the issues, the Vikings hired new defensive coordinator Brian Flores. Flores has a great NFL resume and is known for his aggressive defensive play calling. He plans to implement that new look for the Minnesota Vikings defense, applying pressure to the quarterback and playing man-press coverage. In order for Flores to succeed, he needs players that fit his mold. The Vikings responded by bringing in some of the best man-cover corners in the draft and free agency, such as Makai Blackman and Byron Murphy. The team also has a young, deep core of defensive backs returning from last year, including a Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., and Lewis Seen, who are all looking to bounce back after a year of suffering injuries. The success of the Vikings' new defensive scheme will also depend on whether they can retain superstar pass rusher Daniil Hunter. If they are able to keep him, the Vikings' defense could be formidable. But if he leaves, the team will have a bigger gap to fill and may need some help on the defensive line. Without Hunter, the Vikings will have to rely on Dean Lowry, Marcus Davenport, Harrison Phillips, and DJ Wanham. That may not be the most ideal group for rushing the passer. Therefore, even if the team cannot get a deal done with Daniil Hunter, they likely will try to bring in some veteran help on the defensive line group. One potential candidate is to bring back Yannick Ngapi, who is a former Viking and could contribute to the defensive line. Overall, the Vikings have made significant changes to their defense and are hoping for a much better performance in the upcoming season. The team has brought in new players and a new defensive coordinator to implement a more aggressive scheme and has young players returning from injuries who are also looking to make an impact. However, the retention of Daniil Hunter will be crucial to the success of the defense, as will the addition of any veteran help on the defensive line. Now, A twice, Dave speaking here. Yes, I agree with all that, and the Vikings defense should improve tremendously. The Vikings need to retain Daniil Hunter, and he is still under contract. Whether he gives that up and holds out, 
That'll be something interesting to watch or if he breaks down and settles. Either way, the Vikings defense should be better. Now, if Daniil is gone, it's going to be rough, but you're going to see a lot of mix and match and blitzes from just about everywhere. Next, we're off to fourth quarter heroes. What the departures of Thielen and Cook tell us about the future of football. There could be a very, very far-reaching effects. Now, I want to give a shout-out real quick to Fourth Quarter Hero. He has been writing some outstanding stuff over at the Daily Norseman, and I highly encourage you to go soak it all in. But in this article, he discusses how the NFL's shift towards a pass first league has resulted in wide receivers being valued more than running backs. As passing has gained more popularity in the playbooks, Wide receivers see their values account for more and more of the cap space and more than running backs. This has led to a top-paid running back earning significantly less than a top-paid wide receiver. For instance, top-paid running back Christian McCaffrey earns about as much as a very good but not great wide receiver Hunter Renfro, while top-paid wide receiver Tyreek Hill earns an average of $30 million a year. The devaluation of running backs may lead to the teams utilizing a by-committee approach or one big power back. However, the article questions whether the actions can save running backs from this devaluation. The situation has led teams with robust and respected running backs like Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook to question if their future value would match their future compensation, putting these running backs into contract turmoil. The article suggests that the devaluation of running backs could also have far-reaching effects on youth development. Aspiring and talented running backs may choose to transition to wide receiver for better pay and less future risk. They could have significant effects not only on the NFL game, but on the college and the high school levels as well. And wide receiver isn't the only spot they may transition to. I'm adding this myself. Defensive back is another one. Or if they're big enough, linebacker. As far as the Minnesota Vikings are immediately concerned, the most interesting aspect of the Justin Jefferson contract negotiations will not be about the ungodly amount of money he is set to be paid, but how far that gap between wide receivers and running backs will continue to widen. The Vikings are theorized to be pivoting towards a by-committee approach for the running back position. And we've seen across the league that can succeed. Overall, the article raises pertinent questions about the future of running backs in the NFL. It highlights how the shift towards a pass-first League has resulted in significant devaluation of the running backs and potential consequences for both current and aspiring running backs in the league. That it does. Now, will the running back go away? May it come back? As we all know, the NFL and all of football tends to be cyclic and things come back 20 or 30 years later. So we may see the comeback 
of the bell cow running back. But until then, teams aren't willing to pay for it anymore. And that's fine. The passing game is more efficient and is a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Now back over to Vikings Wire, Savion Mixon writes how former GM calls the Vikings team building strategy a rebuild. Former NFL GM manager Randy Mueller recently referred to the Minnesota Vikings team building strategy as a rebuild on the athletic football show. He believes that the new-look defense under Brian Flores and the uncertain results if they traded Daniil Hunter in a trade, it would be best for both parties that Daniil Hunter remain with the team. Mueller stated that the Vikings are not afraid to make their defensive younger where necessary. Although the Vikings are focused on the future of Minnesota, it is still essential to remain relevant in the present. Therefore, keeping cornerstones like Hunter in purple and gold is paramount. Hunter is a superstar pass rusher, and without him, the Vikings would have a significant hole to fill. They would require help on the defensive line, and without Hunter, they would have to rely on a group of players who may not be ideal for rushing the passer. Since 2020, the Vikings' defense has struggled, ranking 20th in EPA per play defensively. However, the team is getting younger and looking to build for the future. The Vikings have a young, deep core of defensive backs returning from last year, including a Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., and Lewis Seen, who are looking to bounce back after their injuries. The success of the Vikings' new defensive scheme under Flores will also depend on whether they can keep Daniil Hunter. In summary, Mueller's opinion suggests that the Vikings' team-building strategy is a rebuild. Keeping key players like Hunter is crucial to stay competitive in the present while building for the future. The Vikings' defense is getting younger and looking to improve under Flores, and retaining Hunter will be a significant factor in their success. I think keeping players like Daniil Hunter is where the competitive rebuild comes in there, Randy Mueller. That's why I think Quasi Adolfo Mensa keyed that phrase. Now on to Tyler Fornes once again. He writes that the Vikings are to host an advanced screening of the Netflix quarterback documentary. The Minnesota Vikings are offering fans an exciting opportunity to get a sneak peek at the upcoming Netflix documentary, Quarterback. The documentary follows the journeys of Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, along with Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota as quarterbacks in the NFL. The team is hosting a free advanced screening of the documentary on July 11th at TCO Performance Center, one day before its official release. In addition to the screening, fans can enjoy food and beverages and vendors that participate in a trivia event hosted by Trivia Mafia before the documentary airs at 8 p.m. Central. Fans can get their free tickets by visiting the team's website. This event is an excellent opportunity for Vikings fans to celebrate their team and quarterback Kirk Cousins 
while enjoying a fun event with other fans. And I also read where you'll get a signed Kirk Cousins signed poster as well. Should be a fun opportunity, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of goodies on sale, both edible and as memorabilia, if you partake. Don't miss this fantastic opportunity to get an exclusive look at quarterback before its official release. Get your tickets today and join the Vikings for an unforgettable night of food, football, and fun. Also yesterday, the Vikings will open training camp on July 29th, and tickets go on sale today, Friday. Among the 14 practices open to the public will be two at night and a joint session with the Tennessee Titans and the Arizona Cardinals. This is courtesy of the Star Tribune staff. The Minnesota Vikings have announced their training camp schedule for 2023. The schedule includes 14 open practices to the public, which will be held from July 29th through August 24th. Two of these practices will be held at night, and there will be a joint session with the Tennessee Titans and another one with the Arizona Cardinals. These exciting opportunities will give fans a chance to see their favorite players in action. Tickets for training camp practices will be available for purchase starting today, Friday. Regular and joint practice tickets prices are held at $5 per adult, while season ticket holders and children under the age of 17 or younger can attend for free. Tickets for the two-night practices start at $10 for adults and $5 for children. Children under 36 inches tall will be admitted for free. The Vikings training camp practices are a great opportunity for fans to get up close and personal with their favorite players and watch them prepare for the upcoming season. Additionally, the joint sessions with the Tennessee Titans and the Arizona Cardinals will provide a unique opportunity for fans to see the players from other teams in action. Plus, it gives the other teams the ability to see TCO and all the great facilities the Minnesota Vikings have. The Vikings 2023 season is set to begin September 10th at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With a rigorous training camp schedule, fans can be sure that the Vikings are working hard to prepare for the upcoming season and will be ready to take on the challenge of competing against the best teams in the league. Don't miss out on this opportunity to watch the Minnesota Vikings in action and get a sneak peek of what's to come in the 2023 season. Get your tickets now and join the excitement at TCO Performance Center in Egan. Everybody I've ever known that's been to a preseason event like this say they are fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, we just talked about the season opener on September 10th. Well, that's 79 days away. So we'll take a look in our final segment at all the Vikings players that have worn 79. Was it a good number or not? Let's glimpse into the history of the Minnesota Vikings football team by highlighting the players that have worn number 79 throughout the year. It's fascinating to see how players with different backgrounds and from different eras can be united by a single number. 
from Chuck Orobio in 1966 to Vidarian Lowe today. Some of the most talented and renowned players in the team's history have worn that number. I don't know about renowned, but we'll get into it. Notable players to have worn 79 include Tom Compton, Mike Harris, Artis Hicks, just to mention a few. However, the most prolific player to wear the number was Doug Martin, who played from the Vikings from 1980 to 1989. Another player who contributed to the team's defense included Kenny Mixon, Roosevelt Nix, Jim Prestel, and Lyman Smith. Clearly, the number 79 has been worn by some of the Vikings' most hopeful players throughout the years, and fans can't wait to see who will join this esteemed list in the future. As the 2023 season approaches, fans are eager to see what Vidarian Lowe, the current player wearing number 79, will bring to the table. Will he add his name to the list of players who have worn a number and gone on to contribute? Can he be the one that becomes great? Only time will tell as the team looks forward to the upcoming seasons and fans will be watching to see if he joins that list. Well, folks, that's it for today, this Friday, June 23rd, 2023. Let's all hope you have a safe and wonderful weekend. Get ready to tune in on Sunday for Two Old Bloggers as Darren and I recap some of the news over the week and continue with our Rookie Spotlight series. It's going to be a fun one. With that, what do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.